Um, Billy Idol came on. And I was, yeah, it was totally meant to be because Spike is so fake Billy Idol. Yeah. He he, like dresses like him and is like, I mean, I think he, he predates Billy Idol. Right? So like, yeah. And he had, (laughs) well, because we've seen him in the seventies in the future. Yeah. And he had that, he was, he was a punk before Billy Idol. Yes. Right? He wasn't always a punk. Sure. Before that, he was something else. Yeah. But no one was born a punk. Do you ever think about that? Like when people mm. buy their baby, like alterna parents buy their babies like punk t-shirts. Yeah. And like weird things. Like, do you think that that ever really goes into their minds? Do you think there is such a thing as a punk kid? Um, I don't know. Because like there are certain, like m- my mom used to try and like dress me in dresses and stuff mm-hmm. a lot when I was kid and if you know me now i like i don't think i've seen you in a dress no i don't do that but i mean more power to you if you like them oh my god the other day i was at i went to magic castle yeah um, and i was wearing like a romper type thing and we were standing at the door and the the like bouncer person Mm -hmm. was like are you wearing a romper and i was like i'm sorry and he's like are you and I was like, uh, I, yes. And he was like, we, we can't have this. He's like, we got to find a skirt for you to w- put over your, <laughs> over your romper. Was he teasing No, you? no. It's like super strict dress code. I didn't know that before. I'd never been there. And okay. It, so like girls have to wear skirts or if you were wearing no, like nice slacks? No, if you slacks, wear you nice slacks, you have to wear a jacket. And then if you wear... If you're a man, you have to be wearing your tie at all times, and your shirt has to be properly secured, <laughs> which no, I guess means, like, tucked in and not billowing out. But yeah. But then I saw people in there that were wearing stuff that I felt like was less formal than what I was wearing, simply because, like, their dress they were dresses, but they weren't that formal. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I felt like my romper was... You thought it was a formal romper? But the thing then was skorts. I bet we have seen it in a skort. Oh, a culotte? Yeah. (laughs) I wore a couple of culottes in my day. I believe it. I will say that um, on Friday, in anticipation of watching these episodes, I bought myself some nail polish to give myself a little mani. And I decided on a black. And then as I was watching, uh, Drew had black nail polish. Spike had black nail polish. And Oz. Yeah. Probably three of my favorite characters. And I was like, oh. It's what I'm, it's meant to be. Yeah. My manicure was reflecting my desires. And I love um, Drew's, like, white tips on yeah. the black. Like, it very, it kind of, I feel like it really reflects her. Yes. Which is, like, spooky and weird but fancy. Yeah, that's a good spooky, weird, and fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and evil. And evil. <laughs> black nail polish. <laughs> she will also murder you. Yeah, she's super evil. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that kind of brings us to... Um, <laughs> Welcome to the eighth. I never know which one it is. What is it? Seven? It's the eighth episode. Welcome to the eighth episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. Um, so we've got <laughs> two great episodes. Actually, oh God, I would two say... of the all-time <laughs> favorite episodes. Uh, <laughs> Started out strong. Yeah, and we're we're lying, guys. We're lying. Schoolheart is really good and Inca Mummy Girl is an episode of the show. It is an episode of the show. Um, so yeah, we start out with school hard when Snyder has like Buffy and <clears throat> Sheila 
mm-hmm. in his office and he's kind of like berating them for yeah. being bad, I guess. Um, Sheila cracks me up this whole time because she's so – she's like – she reminds me of like what an – like a – baby improviser would do as like a bad kid like she, she's like <laughs> i'm so bad <laughs> like, i think i like cigarettes yeah <laughs> like when she says i just go crazy for a cat i was like <laughs> gross also she dresses like she shops at the gap like she's yeah. all in lilacs and cute little skirts yeah I'm like you're not that badass no and Okay, I know we're jumping around, but okay. those two men, those, like, toughs that she yeah. brings with her out of the um, bronze. Dwayne and Dell. Oh, whoa. I, <laughs> I wrote it down. Like, those are the lamest names for tough dudes at your school. Dwayne and Dell. They were not that tough. Like, they did not look tough. Well, they were planning on having they were Roth three-way with her. Yeah, they so. were doing, like, a gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that word. So <laughs> I'm glad you did. I don't have any problem saying that word. Um, but yeah, so they they had, you know, punk plans for her. They weren't going to take Three her ways out. are pretty punk. <laughs> <laughs> if you wear your leather jacket. That's true. I mean, they were just wearing like these billabong <laughs> like, man tank tops. Yeah, I think that insane. that was on purpose. Because they're not ma- that tough. Right. Because Sheila, as much as she thinks that she's the biggest badass in the world, like, actual badasses have come to town yeah and spike is like oh i'm what's really bad i mean he he likes to say how bad he is a lot okay too. but he's he is bad. i know it's cheesy and i know it's but it works when his uh, works. his entrance when he pulls mm-hmm. up in that car and step out and you see his boot like yeah and he crashes into the welcome to sunny uh-huh. and it's very theatrical but yeah we needed this i think we needed a charismatic yes. bad guy Yes, and um, I think he's such a interesting departure from, like, the old school vampires that we were mm-hmm. seeing before, which was a very, like, Nosferatu-y master and, like, Angel, who's, like, mysterious and broody. Right. And we don't really have so far – we haven't been exposed to vampires that are – I mean, I know that Zan- – I mean, I know that Angel's a person. Mm-hmm. Like, he's portrayed as a person and not just, like, a vampire that's bad. But this is the first time we have a vampire villain who's, like – I mean, he loves Drusilla. He's, like, pretty well-formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like this new money vampire. He's, like, yeah. he's young. He's, what, barely 200. He's barely 200. He looks young. His okay, I he, forgot how young he was. He looks like a baby, but <laughs> also like he baby. was, like, 40. He Moisturizer. That's right? a woman that knows how to moisturize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we also get with Spike, which we didn't really get with the Master in any effective way, is that whole idea of the Anne Rice vampire, which he dismisses in the episode. But, yeah. like, the, like, seductive evil, mm-hmm. which – because I think as much as Angel is romantically interested in Buffy, obviously, he's not actively trying to seduce her into evil. No. Whereas Spike's – seducing everyone he's seducing the anointed the anointed gets a flutter at him yeah like <laughs> no he's just yeah he's got that much charisma everyone yeah. wants to see what he's gonna do next he is very yeah he's totally got this like bad boy like the true bad boy thing going on in mm-hmm. that like dark danger um and he like is very i don't know i think he's really similar to buffy but like is the um like the duo, like their duel of each other mm-hmm. in that, like he as much is like very flip about. I mean, at times she can be serious. Uh, Buffy can be serious about um, 
slaying vampires fate fate yes <laughs> like fate and like following the old ways and like you know how like giles is always like we have to look at the books and she's right, like right. I-, I do what i want yeah and he's very much like that because as we see he's like fuck this anointed shit and like yeah. these books and stuff like a new vampires coming to town and mm-hmm. me and drew are gonna bonnie and clyde up sunnydale yeah. um, well i think for both of them too they're much more interested in the relationships that they have with others yes. than they are in the rules. So for Spike, he would do anything for Drew. And not yes. in a, like, necessarily even flowery romantic way, just, like, literally, he would murder anyone. He would do – he would debase himself. He would do anything for her. But, I mean, I think he does – I mean, obviously, we don't see it as flowery romantic. Yeah. But, like, he does. Like, he romanticizes himself a lot. Oh, sure. He's I mean, a, in just even yeah. in the way he dresses – yeah. Which I eat it up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's very it's very cheesy. Yeah. His style is not... He's cheesy. He's cheesy. But great. No, it's... it's I fun. love Spike. I love Spike and Drew. I love them. This iteration of Spike is something I really enjoy. Yeah. And there is almost... I mean, maybe I'm reading, like, what I know about him in the future but and he, his past yeah and his past but like he kind of has this like kylo ren like i'm like kind okay. of angsty and like young and so angry and sure um because he is kind of, he's young for a vampire right and he's, i do i feel like it's kylo ren but like funnier and fun Whereas Kylo yeah. Ren literally does not have fun. I mean, let's talk mm. Star Wars guys. <laughs> okay, like, no, Kylo Ren does not have fun. He has no f- – at least in the movie. Maybe he has had fun before or maybe <laughs> between 7 and 8 he'll have fun. But he's no fun. No, Whereas he's Spike not. is having a good time. I feel so, like he's angsty, but like he he does derive joy from parts of his life. Yes. I think a young Spike mm-hmm. is more like Kylo Ren yeah. than Spike as we see him now. I don't know why I felt like I had to no. bring up Kylo Ren, but <laughs> we just got to make connections. I just love that, like, angsty yeah. <laughs> attitude. Well, and it was interesting what you were saying about the duality and comparing Buffy and Spike. And this was just such a w- small thing, and I don't think I've ever noticed it before. But so we, in our first real scene with Spike and Drew, where they're con- confront or talking to the anointed, Drew um, slices Spike's cheek. Yeah. And then kind of... Like, licks, she licks it. She licks yeah. it. Which I guess that's hot if you're a vampire. Look, they they like blood play. Yeah. I mean, it's they're cold vampires. blood. Whatever. Um, no, it's true. Anyway, <laughs> because warm blood super hot. So what if it was <laughs> hot blood? No. Anyway, so it's like on his uh, right cheek. Yeah. And then in the next scene, as Buffy is doing the painting and fixing the thing, she has red paint in the exact same place on her cheek. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah. So it was interesting. That, that was you a said, really good observation. Thanks. <laughs> This is what you get when you don't look at your phone while you watch Buffy. <laughs> you see all these things. Um, but no, I think you're absolutely right that he is a foil. Like, he's a foil for a person like Buffy, whereas the Master was a foil for a different kind of slayer. Like, a very traditional A traditional slayer. slayer. But now we have an untraditional villain and an untraditional slayer. And things can get better or more exciting. Yeah. I think, and it's also interesting that, like, when you pointed out that they're both motivated by um, their relationships with the people they care mm-hmm. about, which is totally true. I mean, like, Buffy, a lot of times, will, like, pout about not wanting to be the chosen one. Yeah. And then, like, we'll see her friends be threatened. And then it's like, oh, no, I've got to do this. Not because it's or- preordained that I do it. Right. But because because of this, like, bigger thing that mm-hmm. I really care about these people. Right. And 
Spike really fucking cares about Drew. He really cares about Drew. And and Spike and Angel go through a lot of things throughout the series in different times. But I think he's genuinely... And I know I'm jumping way ahead. We got to get back to the actual plot of the episode. But the betrayal in his voice when he, when Angel's tried to fool him and he's like, you think you can fool me? Like, we were brothers. Yeah. And I think he genuinely misses that part of his family. Yeah. And it was kind of, uh, we are jumping ahead. Yeah. Okay. They, we can go yeah, back. Their relationship is very fraught, though. I mean, even when sure. it was at its best, it was like fraught with tension and like, a weird frenemy ship, but but we've not seen it. I mean, we've seen kind of Angel's ex girlfriend in the mm-hmm. form of Darla, Darla ex wife. I guess that was kind of sorry, yeah. Darla. That was dismissive to your love. I know <laughs> you were committed to one another. <laughs> um, and then now we're seeing that he had other connections in his life before he was uh, good. Spike. Uh, Angel. Angel. Oh, sorry. Because Spike, we're just meeting. We don't right, have right. much contact. But yeah, we are seeing. Yeah, because when Xander overhears – oh, my God, we're so skipping around. But when Xander overhears him being like, you were my sire, mate. And, like, him being like uh, – like, Angel just being like, shh, but <laughs> let's not bring it up. <laughs> but it's funny. In the same vein of that, like, you and I, when we wa- talked about Prophecy Girl, we were like, oh, we want a TV show that's just Xander and Angel mm-hmm. buddies forced to be together – yeah. Having adventures. And we got episode yeah. two of that. Yeah, we did. It was perfect. Yeah, we did. And we know Angel will let Xander get bit if it ha- if he has to. Yeah, because, I mean, the feeling is mutual with them. They kind of just don't <laughs> like each other. Yeah, I mean. And I are think, willing to I don't let think things happen to each other. right now either of them want the other to die because they care about Buffy. And that's the only reason why, I yeah. think. Because otherwise mean, they're nonchalant. I think that Angel would feel guilty if Xander died. Yeah, maybe. He does like to feel guilty about things. Yeah, he's a brooder. Ugh, Angel. Whereas Xander would just be like, hey, guys, let's make jokes at the end of the episode and pretend it didn't happen. Suppress, suppress. Also, we found out that there's another bar. There's not just the bronze where you can go and get served. What was that? Aquarium? The the fish tank. Oh, that's right. I was like, (laughs) aquarium. I want to go to the fish tank. It seems like where the real fun stuff is happening in (laughs) Sunnydale. What's her name again? Sheila. Sheila. And Sheila is – did you also – okay. Her biker boyfriend looked <laughs> about 50 years old and blonde hair down to his waist. It was like, wow. You guys – you went for it with that extras casting. He has no yeah. lines. Yeah. Like, central casting nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a Viking biker. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, in the scene where um Buffy and – Willow, I think. I think Buffy and Willow are talking about – it's early on in the episode, mm-hmm. and they're at the bronze, and in between them, yeah. Xander is dancing in the background. <laughs> He's such I a doof. I love, love his dance moves. He's just jamming out by himself, and that is my style. And I think he's winning me over Oh no, I'm more I'm, and more. Between these two episodes, like, I'm mm-hmm. back. I enjoy I, He also – he looks great. Yeah. I mean, I – He's a handsome fella. He looks great. Everyone looks very – like I feel like very peak right now. I feel I feel like I think that every episode though. I'm like ev- everyone looks great. No, this is a show um, where they <laughs> cast only good looking people, <laughs> unlike any other show, <laughs> unlike other television. We also have in that scene. So then they all dance together, being cute. Oh, yes, they're adorable. Yes, the they're Scoobies adorable. Are the best. They're super adorable, and and Buffy looks so cute and happy when mm-hmm. she's dancing with them. Like, it's not a care in the world, which, I mean, I guess was intentional because then we have Spike, like, lurking around. Right. Well, and the band is very normcore. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, were they wearing like New Balances they or something? Were. <laughs> like yeah. khakis, New Balances. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. And I think Spike is demonstrating himself here as like as resourceful as Buffy. He's not like these other vampires who are like his idiot um, lackey that yeah. he's like, go outside and get something to eat. And that yeah. guy's like, I'm going to kill Buffy myself. Right. Um, because he does all that just to watch her fighting style yep. and see what kind of fighter mm-hmm. she is. And I think that shows that he thinks outside of the box and isn't just like all brute force. Right. And I think foreshadows him as quite a contender um, for Big Bad. Absolutely. I think that he also, he he's willing to do um, kind of a, a non-traditional confrontation with her. He like he enjoys that. The he toying enjoys with the it. toying with mm-hmm. her. And we it I didn't realize how quickly we find out that he has killed two slayers. Yeah. As much as he was giving the other guy shit for being for claiming to be at the cru- at the crucifixion, crucifixion, he was real quick to drop that he's killed two slayers. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you barely okay. Yeah. Slow 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 down, bud. But also what was interesting to me was that okay, so he's killed two slayers, right? Mm-hmm. But Giles is like just now knowing about him like giles's job is to protect buffy right and he doesn't know about the most prolific slayer killer if you kill a slayer and it's not on television oh all the watcher knows is the slayers and you don't know what because no i mean the vampire doesn't leave a note (laughs) me (laughs) i mean honestly now that i said that spike should have left spike would have why didn't you leave a note should have left a note a polaroid with him and the dead slayer oh yeah (laughs) i just did the selfie pose (laughs) But yeah, so I think that's also yeah, because if you're the murderer, no one's gonna know who the murderer was. That's true. That's true. I think I was projecting like modern. Right. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> it's okay, Giles. You're still a good watcher. You're still a good watcher. I mean you're an okay watcher. Okay, so are we we still haven't gotten to why the show the episode is called School Hard. Because it right. ends on a fifteen minute diehard parody. Well, parody's the wrong word. Uh homage. I think homage is better. Homage. Um, are you a diehard fan? I am average. I am not, you know, I'm not over the moon, but I'm also, I don't hate it. I take it for what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are, are you, Ryan? I wouldn't call myself, I mean, I watch it every Christmas. Okay. I do think it's a, it's, it's a, a great Christmas it's movie. It's a solid movie. It makes me laugh. It's a movie that I can watch I mean, I guess, except for you, with, like, all of my different people, Mm -hmm. like, my improv people I can Mm -hmm. watch it with, or I can watch it with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a very fun movie. It is fun. I mean, a lot of things explode. People die. No, what's not to like? Yeah. And there's, like, a, yeah. I'm now, okay, I'm a fan. (laughs) I'm just thinking of different parts of Die Hard that make me smile. And also, you're smiling a lot. I know. Like, like the limo driver underneath in the garage. (laughs) See happy. Okay, I yeah, I'm a diehard fan. Yeah, okay, great. I'm a diehard, diehard fan. Diehard, diehard, great. Um, so I enjoyed all of the little bits mm-hmm. of School Hard that made sideways mm-hmm. glances at diehard. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I guess I could set that up better. Uh, oh, that's okay. So Spike, after telling Buffy to her face that he's going to come after on Saturday, yeah, shows up at her school on Thursday yeah. during parent teacher night. Yes. Um, which Buffy and the Scoobies are, um, just to give a little bit of backstory, are tasked with, um, I guess, well, actually just Buffy and Buffy Sheila. Buffy and Sheila are, are supposed to set up 
which I think of it as a PTA job. <laughs> so I that was so they're... weird. Yeah, and the parents are nowhere to be seen. And also, like, it's parent-teacher night, right? So mm-hmm. the kids aren't really supposed to be there. I never went to parent-teacher I night. I never went. Um, but anyways, so they're they are so and that job is like putting up banners. Yeah, like making painting and making, them and putting them up and putting and food. Yeah, which food prep. Okay. So they did the they do the food and Bobby does a great job. She has to do it by herself in her overalls, mm-hmm. but she gets it done. I actually did not like the way she chopped those bell peppers. Well, she I had don't to use like, a machete. But you, I don't like the ring. I prefer the strip. So she should have done a vertical cut, in my opinion. I can go either way. I think that for <laughs> dipping, you can get, like, two bites if you do the ring. Because you can, like, dip, bite, and then use and the then other turn half. It. Whereas the one, you have to, like, then turn it 180 degrees to get the other side. Or you it's could double pr- dip. You know what? If I come to your house and there's strips, I'm not going to complain. Interesting. But for dipping purposes, I don't mind the rings. Our first fight. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> I feel like we've disagreed on a lot of much more hardcore. Um, but what's fun about that scene, so no, we're just going like, this is this we're is just so flashing. crazy. We're just yeah. like taking a step back. But in that scene, we get to everyone preparing for Saturday's big con- confrontation by making weapons, including Cordelia, yeah. who's just now part of the crew. I'm very happy about that. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's nice just, she's just there making steaks. Yeah. Though Buffy retrieves her steaks a lot of the times. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? It's it's not very consistent with like. So you know how sometimes she'll kill it, and then you can hear the stake like falling down yeah. and like bonk 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 bonk. A lot of times in this episode, it didn't fall down. That's and, interesting. And so well, I sometimes was, she does this. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes she she, <laughs> she well, stabs them and doesn't let go of the. And doesn't let it go. But there is one scene where um, when she has the axe and she's like mm-hmm. um, she swings at that guy at that vampire and he yeah. ducks and then looks down and there's a stake in his yeah. chest. And then he's just like, and he's like, oh. Yeah, and it doesn't clatter. And then it does not clatter. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been fully artist on this. <laughs> I should have. Um, but so we have, they're all getting ready. And Buffy's a little bit more interested. She's kind of looking at her week chronologically. And she's got parent-teacher knife, night first. So that's what she's going to prep for. So we see her chopping veggies mm-hmm. to get ready for the big parent-teacher night. Um, and, Bu- and Joyce shows up, which po- kudos to Joyce. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, uh, trivia bit. This is the yeah. first time we hear that her first name is Joyce. Oh, so we should have just been calling her Buff Mom, Buff Mom, Buffy yeah, Mommy. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and she, as hard Willow works really hard to keep Joyce away from Principal Snyder. Yeah, but it can't be helped. Eventually, Principal oh. Snyder gets her alone in the office. I wanted to. This is. Stepping back. Yeah. But there's a part where Snyder is talking to both Buffy and Sheila, and he's like, I expect to see your parents there, assuming you even have any. Which I was like, that is so – what if they don't? Like, that's such a mean – I don't know. I feel like that's such a mean thing to say to someone. I guess. But he's a really mean person. I felt like that That was was more mean over the line. He normally – I think – here's the thing. I think he knew damn well they both had parents. Because he's yeah, looked at their personal records, so he was just insulting them. Rather, so there was no chance no that chance he was going to hurt their yeah. feelings. But he was insulting them. He was trying to be like, like when you say, "Were you raised in a barn?" Yeah, you, you don't expect someone to try to be like, "Yes," and it was very cold. <laughs> <laughs> like no, like okay, I guess. Which still, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. No one should principal just, like Snyder. No. Um, 
Also, I really liked Joyce's jacket when she came to parent-teacher night. Mm -hmm. Ugh, what a jacket. And also Cordelia's first instinct when she sees Joyce is to compliment her. Yeah. I mean, it was a way to insult Buffy. But but still, it was like, oh, Cordelia, you can say nice things. She can. She's capable. Um, Um, Okay. So now are we at parent-teacher night? Yeah. And Joyce is saying, hey, Buffy, we got to talk about what I heard from your principal. It's serious. And... And and then maybe this is what happens. But the room is still kind of full. And Principal <laughs> Snyder starts turning off all the lights. <laughs> like, there are people sitting, yeah. talking, like, I assume parents and teachers conferencing yeah. about children. And he just starts turning off <laughs> yeah. all the lights and they're sitting in the dark. That is so, that, like, it falls very much in line with how I picture his character to be, though. Because he's just like, I'm done. Get I talk to the, the parents of the biggest yeah. troublemaker in school. I don't care about you honors yeah. kids. Trying to make your connections with teachers. Yeah. Lights, 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 lights. And then, um, but it does set the scene perfectly for Spike and his crew to burst through the window. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then when he say, I couldn't wait. Yeah. Right. He couldn't. He couldn't. Oh, I also wanted, I just, uh, backstepping again. But one of my favorite lines in the series is said by Drusilla when she's looking at her little dolls, Mm -hmm. which are so fucking creepy and have like little tiny ribbons around their mouths. Yeah. And she says, oh, Miss Edith speaks out of turn. She's a bad example and will have no cakes today. And like turns it around and just slowly pushes it back in. Yeah. And I feel like that line so, I think perfectly captures her Mm because it's like, she's got these dolls and so Mm -hmm. she's like very innocent and sweet, but she's also fucking crazy and creepy and isn't letting her dolls have cake. Right. And she's also very childlike. She's so childlike. She's, so she's childlike, but she's also like indulges in the darkest heart of a child. Like, yeah. The most evil impulse is a child. Because ki- kids can have Kids evil. can be evil. Yeah. I think kids like don't. <laughs> say it. Well, I just feel like kids like. <laughs> that hesitation makes me you to say it even more. I just feel like they just don't really understand right from wrong absolutely that's why for a they, long time yeah that's why they need parents mm-hmm. that's why adults that's why we don't send kids to like an feral children to, to, to grow up yeah no, absolutely they don't yeah. have an understanding of consequences and they don't understand right from wrong and they see their own um needs and desires as the most important things all the time yeah and so for drew you know being respected by her dolls or i mean she has no empathy Mm-mm. She's not capable of it. I mean, no. And um, Spike really like perpetuates that with her too, because he like indulges her every whim and mm-hmm. like kind of infantilizes her a little bit. Absolutely, but that gives him someone to take care of. Right, it's not exactly. Leave him. Exactly. I mean, Spike's psychology is not that complicated. No, I mean he just wants to be needed. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and I love that immediately, uh, Snyder's like, oh, they're on PCP. (laughs) I love that. They're like, there's something wrong with their faces. And he's like, PCP! (laughs) Um, oh, and Will, and Willow and Cordelia run off and- Get in a closet. Yeah, and get in a closet. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, (laughs) oh, and I loved that Willow saved Cordelia. She, like, took that bust. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) A metal bust. No, the Scoobies go right into action. Um, Buffy, most of all, gets everybody- sequestered into uh, one of the classrooms. And when Snyder starts to try to be the leader, she asserts herself. Yeah. And he, I mean, I don't know if 
he knows why he backs down, but he respects that assertion of leadership that she does. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you like and Snyder is one of those guys where like, yeah, he's the he's the boss or whatever. He's this authority figure, but he's so easily dominated if someone yeah. just like squashes his like protestations and he's like, ah, whatever, fine. I didn't want to do that anyway. <laughs> What I did love is, so they're all running away, and Buffy's mm-hmm. like, everyone, like, run, run, and it's this really huge hallway. Yeah. And she takes this, like, janitorial cart and, like, shoves it, and then it she just gets a vampire, but he's he, like, runs into it. Like, he's, like, running, and he's like, whoa, ah, ah, and, like, tumbles over it. Let's say she just threw it perfectly. She knew what, like... Where he was going to go. Where he was going to go. She saw three steps ahead of him. Um, and then Buffy immediately comes up with a plan, and she gets into the air shafts. To travel through the mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Um, when Spike was walking around, he was like, here, kitty, kitty. He reminded me so much of, have you seen the movie The Warriors? And like, yes. Warriors come out to mm-hmm. play. It reminded yeah. me so much of that. Well, I think Spike has definitely seen that movie. Oh, yeah. He's seen that movie. <laughs> On like a VHS in a crypt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I noticed that actually Buffy's mom to a lesser extent, is pretty cool in a crisis. Yeah. And I we kind of see where, like, Buffy gets that from. Oh, absolutely. And also, like, she's, yeah, she has a very clear head, mm-hmm. considering that she's being held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. By people on PCP. Well, and that her daughter is taking this, like, she gives Buffy the space to take that leadership role. Yes. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, this is a really good Buffy-Joyce episode. Yeah. Yeah, I really – I liked seeing their relationship kind of grow a little bit. And then – and this is to kind of get to the other side of the confrontation, but when they're leaving and Buffy's like, oh, what did Principal Snyder say to you? And Joyce's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have a great daughter. She's a super, She's brave and kind and takes care of people, and that's what I need to know. And I think it retroactively makes her sort of neglect feel – better yeah because she just she trusts her yeah i mean i think a parent that didn't trust their child as much would have been like whoa hold on like you're not going up into the attic like i don't Mm -hmm. but i think she sees the like sure attitude of buffy Mm -hmm. is like no i'm gonna take care of this which and respects that absolutely um so then yeah giles who is holed up in the um library with miss calendar Mm -hmm. and xander um, sends Xander through the secret exit through the book stacks. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't go. I don't know either. Whatever. But he's like, okay, go and get Angel, because mm-hmm. Angel knows about Spike. Right. So um, then Angel and Xander return. And when they have their confrontation, I also really liked just, like, the anger that Spike has when he calls Angel um, an Uncle Tom, yeah. which I thought was great, because um, he does see him as, like, this subservient, like, mm-hmm. pet to... The non-vampires. I mean, well, and yeah. he is. I mean, he he, he kills vampires. He kills vampires. He's not on he, the side of vampires at all. No, and no, not at all. In, in in the course of that scene, while trying to fool Spike, he offers Xander's neck <laughs> up to Spike. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Um, which is an interesting, and he also he makes reference to his seduction of Buffy as like this game that he's playing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're supposed to think it's real. Yeah, I don't know either, but I didn't buy it. It no. might be his acting at this stage, though. 
Because he's you still mean a, Angel's acting as Angelus? No, or you see David Boreanaz is acting at this stage. Because he's a relatively new actor up to this point. So you think that, okay, and it wasn't a choice to play it less evil than he would if he were truly evil? I like... Because I, like, I felt like maybe it was a choice. That so he you, was like, this is what it would be like if Angel pretended to be evil. So he's versus, just, like, not very good at it. He yeah, is very socially inept. And, like, he is. He doesn't talk to anyone but Buffy. And even her. And even her barely. Yeah. They bicker a lot. They yeah. bicker like they've been together and are tired of each other a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, so Buffy finds Sheila and she's like, oh, my God, Sheila, yeah. come stay with me to be I think safe. she sees something a little strange about Sheila immediately. Yeah. Like, I don't know that she smells vampire on her, but. She, yeah. And then, what is it? She sees her shadow when she's, like, about to hit her with the. Is that what it was? They're, they have a confrontation. Yeah. And Sheila is a vamp. Right. And then. She gives her an axe and she's like, stay behind me. And then remember, she's like about to like yeah. hit Buffy with the axe. And I think. Or in the. I don't know. Maybe it is a shadow. Because it's not a reflection. No. I have a question. Yes. If <laughs> she did see the reflection, would she just, just see, see the, the axe? axe? I think so. Okay. I mean, we haven't really explored that a ton. Because you, see, you, don't, don't you don't see their clothes. clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it would be really silly if, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a little axe. Yeah. Like, if they were writing just a little pen. Oh, it would just be, like, out of mind, out of sight. Oh, you're saying it correctly now? We're I going know. back? I know. I didn't realize that until after we okay. I was listening to it. And I was like, Ugh, we said that wrong the whole time. It's okay. Um... Buffy encounters Spike, and there's, like, mm-hmm. a big fight. And he's kind of taunting her the whole time in the way that she taunts vampires. Kind oh, of. absolutely. He is the a vampire version of her mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh-oh. Buffy falls down. And then who saves her? Joyce! Joyce! Um, which was great. Mm-hmm. Because Joyce would fight for her daughter. Totally. If she had powers, they would be a fighting team. They would be a mother-daughter fighting would. team. Yeah. Joyce would be into it. Yeah. Um, and then Spike kind of runs off mm-hmm. and goes back to the anointed one and is expected to grovel at his feet and be like, I'm sorry. But that's not Spike's style. No. And I think this is the moment, too. I mean, he explicitly says after murdering the anointed one by by son, mm-hmm. um, he says – it's time for less ritual and more fun. Yeah. And that's that sums him up perfectly as exactly. as our as a potential big bad. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like this lawless, I don't know, wild west kind of attitude. Right. Well, he doesn't just want to murder people, he wants to enjoy his mm-hmm. life. He likes life. He likes he this will, world. He yeah. likes being in it. Um and actually, uh, I was reading that um they killed off the anointed one. Mhm. At least in part because he kept growing. Yeah, he was too... Yeah, he was getting older. It was the Walt thing, like from Lost. Yeah, I did not watch Lost. There was a character with very interesting secrets and backstory who just went through puberty as children do. Mm -hmm. And so we never get to find out any... Like, (laughs) he was like a pivotal part of the mystery and then just like... We see him a couple times. Oh, interesting. Um, And one time we see him and a character like sees him in a dream and it's like, he was taller. (laughs) <laughs> fucking a 
Um, um, he, but yeah, he's, so, so he's seated for the last. Yes, and he also episode. wears a black turtleneck, <laughs> so you <laughs> can't see smaller. exactly where the shape of his body starts and ends in the shadows. Yeah, and I think they have him in like a special chair where like the butt part is too low and the <laughs> knee part is too high because his knees are like up to his chest a lot. So I think he they're trying to make um, him look smaller. Yeah, and it's a bummer, but I think this is if he had to go out, I like this better than anything Buffy could have done to him. No, I like that it was like a coup. Yeah, I like that. Um. I also, and we, I feel like we jumped around a lot, so it's, I'm going to jump right back. But when we meet Spike, he's a vamp. When he goes down to the anointed one, he's a vamp. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see his human face until he hears from behind him Drusilla. And as he turns his face toward her, mm-hmm. he becomes human. And it really, you know, foreshadows or it portends what his vulnerability is and what his yes. weakness might be. And also, I think, speaks about vampires in general, too, mm-hmm. that they can have an almost human side. Yeah. Um, Though he, even his human side, like, even <laughs> even his human side, he and Drusilla as humans, would be creepy, psychotic serial yeah. killers. No, they would like, be, they would be like, um, natural born killers. That yes. movie. Yeah. They'd be like that. They are natural born killers. Yeah. Well, except that they weren't. It's not natural. No. And they weren't born that way. No. But killers for sure. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, I just think we see, like, Spike is this new type of vampire that mm-hmm. he watches TV. He, like, drives a car. He's, mm-hmm. like, Mr. Cool Modern, which is so different from our last Big Bad, who was, like, literally sealed under the earth yeah. for hundreds of years. <laughs> well, or Angel, who is, ki- until at this point, the vampire we know best. Mm-hmm. And they're wildly different in their approaches to life. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because Angel is so, like, guarded and, like, broody and secretive. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Spike is, I'm a heart on my sleeve, like. Yeah. Kind, like, he is all id. He's like a walking id. Um, he will tell you what he's thinking. You never have yeah. to wonder with Spike. No. But let's talk income on me, girl. Or, no. do, or do we have fine? Are we good on School Hard? I mean, I'm just going to say I'm so glad I'm so glad Spike and Drew are here, and I'm excited yeah. for this like new wave of vamp- new wave vampires. No, I feel like we're really kicking into gear. I feel like we were putting. But last week we talked about the season premiere and kind of the first Monster of the Week episode. So now we're kind of putting season one to bed for sure. And this is yeah. starting something new, and yeah. we're going to kick that off with a show about mummy. This is actually the fifth episode so far uh-huh. to um, not have any vampires in it. Mm-hmm. There's no vampires, not even Angel. And this is the first and only time yes. that David Boreanaz was not on an episode at all ever since he became a regular cast member. Right. And until he's not a regular cast member. Yeah. I mean. it. And honestly, we didn't miss him. There's No. <laughs> I remember this. I usually skip this episode in a rewatch if I'm, like, in a hurry. <laughs> I'm trying to get to good stuff. Because yeah. there's some great stuff this season. Yeah. Sometimes I'll skip it. So I have not seen this episode as many times. And so I remember it's just being bad. Yeah. And in rewatching it, it's not just – it's not really just bad. There's just a lot going on that doesn't all hang together. Yes. It's for me. Um, I mean, the main story we open – we're at cultural crossover time? What do they call it? Cultural exchange? I think it's cultural exchange. Okay, so they're having so Sunnydale is having a cultural exchange with all cultures, which mm-hmm. is weird too, because like where I grew up, we had a sister city in That's Germany. What we did. We had one in yeah. um, Japan, right? 
But you can't celebrate all cultures of the world in a week. Yeah. You're going to miss some. Or you're going to have a really semi-racist party where everyone dresses yeah. like stereotypes. That was so cultures. weird. It's like, oh, let's bring these students from various areas mm-hmm. of the globe and then show them what we think right. they it dress reminds like. Me the, one of the saddest things, and my life, I guess, has been pretty good because I, I was going to amend it. And I'm like, no, it was really sad. When I was at Epcot Center, have you mm-hmm. done Epcot? No. Okay, so they have – it's a part of the Disney compound in mm-hmm. Florida. And it's like – there's little – there's like a section of – it's like Germany. There's a Japan section. There's a section of every – a bunch of countries. And they bring people from those countries to work in the disney version of their country. Oh, my God. So, like, you go to Japan area and it's actual Japanese people who come to Orlando, Florida – to serve you Disney versions of Jap- Japanese food or Disney versions of Japanese tchotchkes. Really? Yeah. And it's... Whoa. How much of a bummer would that be? Yeah. Like you're... Because the point of it's like a, a country... Zoo. Yeah. It's a zoo that isn't even... It's not a real... It's like a Disney zoo. Yeah. Yeah. So Holy it shit. reminds me of Epcot in, <laughs> in a negative way. The food is decent. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So in Kalemi Girl... We start at the museum. Yeah. With our Scoobies who are who are going – who are at a traveling – there's so much going on. Yeah. There didn't have to be – I guess we need an exchange student for another part, but it didn't have to be cultural conversations week. It could have just been the mummy is in town because mummies yeah. travel. And that's the thing. And then there's like a new student. But I guess it would be like, oh, this new student who – I don't know. All they would have – I could fix this episode, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't okay. think it's dead in the water um, in the way Teacher's Pet. I don't yeah. think there's a way to fix that. So we start off. We're at the mummy exhibit. Cordelia is wearing what looks like an apron with yeah. nothing underneath, <laughs> which is a look. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has blonde hair now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just a lot of highlights, right? So many highlights. It's like a lot. she she heard chunky highlights were cool, and so she went all yeah, the way. Yeah, she was like, why have chunks when you can have... Just a layer, I just guess. like orangey blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. Um. And then we we meet per usual. Uh, Willow has a friend, and that person's about to die. Yeah. And Willow so. is like always like the bully whisperer or something. Like she, she she's friends with everyone. Yeah. Um. But she, this time her friend is Rodney. Yep. <laughs> who is kind of who's touching the exhibits. He's like, what is he doing? He's like, taking scrapings? Is he going to, like, carbon date that? What is he doing with I it? I think he wants to sell it. He's just scraping. He's just scraping. At the beginning, remember, he's, like, scraping that mask. Right. What's he doing with the shavings? Maybe he's going to sell them on eBay. I don't like, know. Sc- mask scraping? Mask scraping. <laughs> it's been two ninety nine plus shipping. He is also dressed like he's in The Sopranos. Like, he is. He is. He's wearing, like, a... A mob boss, basically. He's- right, with big old braces, which comes, <laughs> yep. comes in. And it's funny because that actor, um, he's his performance as Rodney is a little shaky, but mm-hmm. he's on the show Rectify, mm-hmm. which is an amazing show. And he's fantastic, understated performance. So it was just funny because I was, I was like, where do I know you? I was like, I yeah. know you as not this. Yeah. <laughs> like- and I think, I mean, he was doing his best with what he was given, maybe. Sure. I mean, maybe it was just a perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't – he only gets one scene because 
after hours, he sneaks it. After Willow calms him down, stops him from defacing <laughs> these things, he sneaks into the mummy tomb. Um, and the mummy comes to life, which was genuinely creepy to me. That was actually pretty scary. When its eyes open mm-hmm. and it's just sockets, that was pretty scary. And then, I mean, I just had a couple – there were just too many conveniences for me in that part because it was like there's no alarms mm-hmm. and he's just able to reach into this open-air mummy, right? There's no – Yeah, I don't, don't think they mummies don't, are allowed to be in open air because they'll it's fall moisture. Apart. Yeah. I thought you only see mummies in a glass, but I also never saw King Tut or anything. I've never um, been in a room with a mummy, I don't think. I have been in a room with a mummy, and it was encased in glass. I could not have gotten – I could not have ripped its belongings from its hands. Okay. Ugh. Okay, so he gets the plate. He right? grabs – yeah, and she – but she – It breaks. Yeah, it breaks. And she wakes up and sucks the life out of him. Yep, and then puts him in there. Puts him in there, which is pretty – Pretty like clean crime. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a perfect crime, except for those braces. <laughs> except for those braces. <laughs> um, and then we get to Buffy and Giles training. And Buffy essentially beating Giles up until he says she can go to the dance. I, I wrote that down. I wrote down that she like physically intimidates him until he says yes. Like she threatens him by like with a kick. She like has a raised foot and she's like, let me go to the dance. <laughs> and then when she, she like uh, does an impression of Giles. Oh, yeah. And, and Stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's as if you know me. And yeah. I was like, oh, guys, you're adorable. They're very adorable. Um, and so, but is this jumping ahead? I don't know. I um, don't know what you're Where to Buffy say. is like, I'm late to go pick up Ampata. Yeah, that's jumping ahead. Because okay. this is the scene where Buffy asks Xander about right. Willow, which it's funny because last week I feel like we really talked about how Willow needs to move on because mm-hmm. Xander's not into it mm-hmm. and he's not going to make a move mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. And now Willow gets to hear that from Xander's mouth by eavesdropping. That is so shitty. I mean, it's I just mean, shitty to experience because like, yeah, it's a horrible experience. You, we've all been there. And like, <laughs> I mean, I can imagine what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> but My life's been like, perfect. Like that, like little emotional roller coaster. Where he's like, I love Willow, and he's like, as a best friend. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that he has kind of said this stuff to her face. Right, he's been like okay, you're like he, a sister to me. You're sure, but in when she was bad, he almost kissed her. Yeah, like and now he like it's in the open that like she has feelings for him, and yet he says that, and so she. Well, hears I it. mean, I think I've had conversations because he's not talking to Willow; he's talking no. to Buffy. He's being a hundred percent honest about how he feels. I don't think he's. I don't think any of the three of them are wrong. No, it's just that. a shitty situation. It's just a shitty situation, and I think. It's encouraging in some ways because we've seen that, you know, Xander got over it with Buffy. Like, they're able to stay friends. Yeah. Um, that I think it's going to work out. I mean, I know it's going to work out. But I think <laughs> it's going to be fine. But it is. That's tough, man. It, it's it's tough for everybody. Even when you know it's true that somebody doesn't feel that way about you. It sucks it's to hard. hear it. Yeah. Especially when they're being 100% honest. Yeah. Like, he's not – Yeah. And then the whole thing that, like, his reaction makes it worse when she, like, comes in and he's like, oh, hi, Willow, what we were talking about. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, Xander, just just move on. Just be like, what's up? And just say something. <laughs> like, you don't have to be like, oh, we were talking about happy things. What if he had just, like, stopped and just walked over and just given her a big hug? Just a wordless oh embrace. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like Willow would have enjoyed the hug for what it was, but also been kind of like, what's your end game? It might have made me cry. 
Really? Because I think he really <laughs> because it's very it's sad when you as much as we didn't cut Xander any slack on this last season. It's very sad when somebody cares about you but just doesn't feel about you the way because he yeah he cares about her. He yeah. genuinely wants her to be happy and likes her and all that. He's invested in her. He just yeah. doesn't want what she wants. And he can't give her what she wants. I think it's sad. No, it is tough. It is tough because we felt that way about Buffy. When, like when Buffy had to tell him, like, I don't feel that way about you. Mm-hmm. So. But anyways, it's going to – it's things are going to turn Willow's way. She has a rough episode. But in the long run. It's going to be okay. And, okay, so, so they realize that Rodney's not in school. Yeah. And they start making jokes about, like, maybe he's a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> And then they realize, oh, wait, right, it's Sunnydale. We should actually check the mummy. Yeah. Which I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was really funny when Buffy's like, well, maybe the mummy attacked him. <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, maybe the mummy yeah. attacked him. Um, so they go to check out the mummy mm-hmm. and they see the braces on the mummy. Yeah. They know that their little jokes yeah. are real. Yeah. And – then is it then i'm just like so why why am i keep jumping to this and is this then when buffy's like i gotta go pick up on pata um i think it's we're getting there we can just jump there let's do it so then we see kind of a we see a young man Mm -hmm. at the bus station Mm -hmm. which come on guys pick him pick him up on time yeah the guy at the bus station his name's being called and then a beautiful woman Stunning. Stunning. Like, stunning woman. woman. With uh, beautiful hair. Grabs him and kisses him and sucks all his life force out. Yeah. He dies. Um, but then she takes his clothes. And she, like, ties it up and, like, Oh, little... she, she works. Like, I was like, oh, should I find some foreign exchange student and steal her clothes? Yeah. And just, like, because she's got a look. She has, she has a great, like, she seems very, like, transcontinental in that Yes. Look. Well, like, she's a princess. She is a princess. She's, like, I, if the episode was better around her, I really liked her. I mean, she was evil and she murdered people. But I, no, I thought she, I she thought was she she was a good actor, like, mm-hmm. and she like pulled off the like the chosen one yeah. shit pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a little bit like heavy handed how they kept being like, "You're chosen, you're chosen, yeah. you got your life taken away from you." And Buffy's like, "Oh, I get it, girl." I was yeah. Like, mm. Well, I wish that we had saved the reveal of. Because she tells the story, and now I'm jumping ahead too, but she tells the story of a princess who was sacrificed um, at a before she was able to really have a life was sacrificed and never and never had that experience. She tells Buffy that story, and Buffy relates to that idea, that mm-hmm. story. I wish that that reveal had happened when she knew that the mummy, that this girl was the was the princess and the mummy and was sacrificed, mm. because I think it would have had more emotional heft. Yeah. Whereas wh- how it is, is that it seems like this foreign exchange student just like, knows about – She's just telling a story and Buffy's like, oh, I get that story. But, like, it's so much um, – it is. That's heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And not only because it seems like she's had mental consciousness this whole time, right? Yeah. That's horrible. She's been a trapped. A 16-year-old being sacrificed and not just dead, but lying, wrapped up in, in tape, mm-hmm. listening to everything happening around her. Mm-hmm. And not being able to experience life at all, yeah. And I think I think that would have been like to to see more like of her having to grapple with that mm-hmm. and like kind of I don't know, kind of articulate that to Buffy. And then yeah. also Buffy being like, I get it, kind of like right. I get the chosen thing and how it's not fair. And no, I haven't like lived 
I, I didn't live your life and yeah. obviously our experiences are different but and she even says like when I found out I was fated to die I didn't act I was kind of selfish and I wasn't trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. but I did and so like she yeah. died for a second <laughs> I just feel like it would have ended up being like a I don't know like a, like they would have had like a verbal sparring about it I think sure or cut the like I feel like Either have it be about Xander finally meeting somebody who mm-hmm. wants him, only to find out that she has this secret that he can't abide, mm-hmm. or make it a story about Buffy seeing parallels in her life to this villain. But by do- trying to do both, I don't think they did either effectively. No, it was trying to do too much. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this mummy. Mm-hmm. And not only, oh, but the mummy's going to fall in love with Xander, because like that's yeah. like, he never finds someone. Oh, well, also, like this mummy's going to have this... Parallel with Buffy. Right. And then also Cultural Exchange Week is happening. <laughs> I, re- I mean, if they had just done Sister Cities. That would have been easier. And do they ever easier. say what country this girl's from? They say she's from, from South America. South America. But they don't say. Because they're also ready to speak Spanish. And I'm like, are you uh, she sure? Could <laughs> like, she could be Brazilian. She could be from Guyana and speak English. <laughs> well, she speaks really good English. She speaks great English. I mean, she's been lying there listening to people talk around her. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. Okay, this is so stupid and okay. minor. But when she – so she um, – well, the whole time she's being – there's the bodyguard. And they yeah. think it's to protect her. But really, he's trying to stop her from killing other people. Right. And then so he – uh you know, keeps popping up and then she goes to the bathroom and then he mm-hmm. comes out of the bathroom and she sucks his life out. Yeah. And she comes out and the I don't know what the lighting is. I think they're trying to make her look more youthful. Yeah. But she just looks insane. Like she comes out <laughs> and she's like, I feel great. And I was like, whoa, Xander, you need to pick up on this. Yeah. Um, well, and honestly, anytime someone comes out of the bathroom that energized, yeah. <laughs> a little nose yeah. Something's going on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> We also meet uh, Devin and Oz. Yes. From and Dingo's – Yeah. Ate My Baby? Is that Dingo the name? Ate my, Dingo's, Dingo's Ate, ate my, my Baby, baby I mm-hmm. think. Dingo's, um, yeah. And Devin looks like Danny Zuko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looks – he does not uh, – Oh, my God. He looks Sunnydale cool, which is yeah. th- not, like, real cool. And when he says – like, I just feel like it's a lot of, like, people trying to pretend to be cool. Yeah. Like, when he goes up to um, – to Oz and he's yeah. like man you're a lead guitarist and then rubs his fingers together directly in front of his face he's like that's like currency I was like ew you're disgusting so gross you're so disgusting he's so gross um, and Oz I was happy to see him yeah and his like his attitude is he's actually cool he's like, actually he cool he works so well in contrast to Devin because mm-hmm. Devin is trying so hard yeah and he is actually cool, and mm-hmm. he is interested in Willow the way someone should be interested in Willow. Because, I don't know, I thought she looked kind of cute in her little Inuit outfit. Oh, her Inuit yeah. outfit was adorable. Yeah, and so cute. For a, She was in a room full of racist costumes, yeah. and her racist costume was, like, my fave. Yeah. Like, it was... With, and she had the little fish yeah, on she her did. fishing Spear. pole. Oh, is it a pole? Whatever. She yeah. had something. She had a little fish. Yeah, I liked that. I mean, it um, was, yeah. <laughs> but no, she looked adorable. And yeah, it was just a, it was, it was nice. It's nice to see someone see Willow the way we see Willow. Yeah. And also, oh, here was another thing. Like when they were 
So you know how it was like um, they thought Ampata was a boy and then she shows up and then – I did feel like it, like when they're looking, when Buffy and Giles are looking through mm-hmm. her stuff, um, I felt like it was a little heteronormative. How they were like, "What's a girl doing with boys' clothes?" Like it was like so shocking. I was like, well, especially like pants and like a she's shirt. been wearing boys' clothes every day. Yeah. So obviously, why are they shocked? This is her style. Yeah. This is what she wears. But yeah, yeah it was. Weird. I mean, the next trunk. By the way, two trunks for two weeks. Okay, uh, pared down upon. Yeah, Ampata. <laughs> had that huge trunk yeah um but then they find the body so mm-hmm. they know shit's real the corpse um it was and we and this is jumping we we're not dealing with no. things in a linear way today Sorry. but before we hear the princess sob story we see um her getting the m- mommy girl getting ready for the dance mm-hmm. and she's like she tries to put on a pink lipstick and Buffy says, no, you know what you need? A gold lipstick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Buffy, no one needs a no, gold lipstick. That gold lipstick was crazy. I was like, Buffy, calm down. I mean, I know it's a costume party, but. But also, what what weird um, stereotype was she supposed to be dressed as? I don't know. I mean, she looked like, great. she's just like a princess? I thought maybe it was like a Grecian thing. Okay. Maybe. I thought maybe Indian? Oh, Maybe. I mean, she like I said, she looked great. I thought, honestly, as much as Xander's costume was like a weird stereotype from a bad western, spaghetti western. He also they they were a he looked couple. good. Like, yeah, it was he like I was happy for him to have a good date. Yeah, even if she was an evil murderer. Hmm. Um, and I mean, she she was evil, but she was pushed to being evil. Maybe and maybe we shouldn't call her evil, but she was a murderer, desperate murderer. Hmm. Because she couldn't. Oh, and then we see a Jonathan. Yeah. Um, who I don't think is named. No, he's not. But she corners a a young man in the backstage closet. <laughs> also, also, Xander, how come Xander doesn't notice that like Xander's like, Ampana, Ampana, and she's and he's like, That's my cue to and Jonathan's like, That's my cue to go. But he's like just on the other side of like a fabric. So I'm pretty sure Xander could have heard that. How come he doesn't hear that? Wait, how come he doesn't hear Jonathan? Well, yeah. That doesn't – hearing that's my cue to go, like, you wouldn't necessarily question a person, right? I would if you're, be like – If your date's missing, you're yeah. on – and you're on, like, your first date, and you're like, hey, where you at? Where you at? And then you hear voices, and then you see her. And no, and then you hear someone say, that's my cue to go. I would be like, yo, what's up? What's going on in here? Okay. What's going <laughs> like, on in this dark closet? I, I feel like, Kelly, you're a little suspicious. I am suspicious. Because they could be talking about be. anything. What? what? Why would they not be able to talk about it in front of me? No, they were saying, I'm going to give you guys time alone. He was saying, Xander oh. is the alpha in this situation. I'm the beta, so I'm well, going to back off. To me, it sounds like I better hide so that your indiscretions <laughs> don't go noticed. Sure. I guess from my perspective, it's like that person, this this secret other girl who's talking to my man, mm-hmm. she realizes I'm the one who's important and she's just getting – she's giving me space because hmm. I'm, the, I'm the alpha. Hmm. Well – you're more trusting than me. I'm also more <laughs> alone than you. So maybe I should be a little bit. Maybe I should learn from you. Um, oh, before we're, – we're jumping around so much. But before that, um, the first uh, interaction with the bodyguard yeah. that the mummy has is mm-hmm. when she's sitting on the bleachers with Xander yeah. and they're eating Twinkies. Mm-hmm. And I read that um, they had to eat – 10 Twinkies each oh. for each take. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. That's horrible. <laughs> they must have had a spit bucket. 
I don't know. But like the part where because they're full, they're like shoving stuffing. the whole thing. Yeah, and when Xander like says with a full mouth, like, "Oh, that's why I brought it too." I was just yeah. imagining having to say that so many times after like ten. And they honestly, they kept up the charm. Like they, yeah, they were adorable together, and they, yeah. So kudos to those actors being able to do that with a belly full of Twinkies. There was, there were. Uh-oh. Some things that I didn't like about how Xander – well, this might be my own personal things that I'm projecting. Mm-hmm. But, but. Um, I didn't like when Xander was, like, kind of infantilizing her at the beginning when he's like, your English is bueno. And it reminded me of, like, when some men that I have met have infantilized – or, like, they fetishize women that don't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a weird, like, teaching dynamic yeah. where, like, I'm going to show you the ways of my people. Right. Which is, like, uh, I've dated guys that have tried yeah. to push that on me, yeah. which is super weird because I'm, like, yo, I'm, like, half white. So <laughs> I don't know why you think I don't know. I speak know English English. real good. I speak English perfectly. So uh, to that part and, – and, like, I've – I probably shouldn't mention. There's a person that I know. Okay. That brought uh, and a this suitor? doesn't a suitor, and this doesn't happen obviously with all couples. Sure. But I, there was a person that I know that brought a suitor to a dinner at one mm-hmm. point, and she didn't speak very, um, very good English. And every time she made just like the slightest mistake that was negligible, like she'd be like. Yeah. Oh, like, do you like cookie? And he'd be like, oh, honey, it's cookies, like in front of everyone. And I was like, oh, but it was throughout the night. He kept being yeah. like, oh, she doesn't, she doesn't really know English. But it was like, he, it, it, so maybe I was getting like PTSD flashbacks. To I that. think, okay, I, I caught the vibe that you're talking about with him. I think he drops it pretty quick though. I think he, once it's clear that they are connecting like in a real way. I think he – I mean, he's excited to show her things because he's not usually the most knowledgeable person in a room. So I think he's excited to show her Twinkies that she's never had, but not because it's a way for her to – for him to feel big and her to feel small. I think he genuinely is trying to, like, have a shared experience with her by the Twinkie scene. The Twinkie scene, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because I think – you're right. He does drop it once she, like, is like, I like you. And he's right. like, great. <laughs> I guess you're like a person that likes me. That's cool. I I just mm, I just wasn't a fan of how he was treating her initially. Okay, and I th- I I accept. I understand what you're saying for sure. It's just like I don't know why that fucking bugs me so much when people um, equate like not knowing a language well mm-hmm. to like oh I'm smarter than you then because well, I know this right. thing that you don't know, especially if it's not your first language. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you know a lot of like you don't know what the person honestly, anyone trying to prove that they're smarter, and I think I might have even said yes, this you before. Have. But like anyone who's trying to prove how smart they are, inherently I think that they're, they're pretty dumb. Or they're just it's it's a stems from insecurity of not being actually smart. Because real smart people don't have to prove it. They yeah. just live their lives. It reminds me of like people that are really um well read, mm-hmm. but not that smart, if that okay. makes sense. Like they can like parrot back something they've read to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember 
having a conversation with someone one time. Mm-hmm. This is so stupid. Um, but we were talking about like I like to cook. Sure. I really like to cook. And she came up and she was like, Oh, but you know, like all those people that talk about liking to cook and not actually knowing how to cook, those really bug me. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, if you like food, you can learn how to cook. And she was like, but I mean, do they know the difference between a reduction and a gas streak? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you disgust me. You read that somewhere, like on yeah. food52.com. And now you think you know everything about cooking. And you equate that with like being smart in that subject or being. Absolutely. But it know. goes to like that thing of being a snob. Like, that's yeah. why snobs suck. Yeah, they do. Like, don't stop it. Yeah. Snobs like, do people. suck. Snobs suck. <laughs> I think we think we just coined a phrase. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think in this episode, there's so I think it, our conversation is going to be scattered in this episode because the episode itself is kind of scattered. Um, yeah. We also have, after just last week, when Joyce proves herself to be an awesome mom who's supportive and trusting, oh, yeah. as Mummy Girl goes out on her date. Joyce just stands next to Buffy, who's in overalls and not allowed to go out because she has to fight. And she goes, wow, she's just got here and she's really fitting in. Mm -hmm. She already has friends. She's already, like, screw you, Joyce. Yeah. Like, know your audience. I know. And it's like, if I were Buffy, I would just, I probably, if I were Buffy, I would have turned around and been like, God, Mama, why don't you adopt her and leave me Mm -hmm. in Peru or wherever the Yeah. No, I would have, because Buffy just swallows it and is like, just holds yeah. the pain inside. Yeah. And no. I did not have that kind of relationship with my mother. I had the kind where I would turn and be like, yeah, like, yeah. fine, whatever. Like, it would have been it would have been a drama. And then she'd be like, I wasn't even talking about you. I'm like, it's all about me. It's yeah. always about me. Yeah. No, I definitely would have had that, too. Also, um, and we're doing a little trivia things, um, the guy <laughs> who plays the bodyguard yeah. had a big role in another vampire franchise, the mm-hmm. Twilight series. Yep. He was the father of Jacob. The werewolf. He, uh, he, Gil Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a pretty um, – he works a lot. He's in yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, when I, w- I was reading that trivia bit, yeah. and it, was, <laughs> it was like, he also stars in Twilight, another piece of fiction about someone in love with a bloodthirsty creature. And I was like, what a way to narrate – you could just say about vampires. <laughs> right. Well, and it's funny because I don't know that I would say that – the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about a girl in love with a vampire. No. It's Whereas about a girl Twilight, I think that's that is a decent logline. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether we don't have to talk about the quality of either franchise, but Twilight is actually simply a love story. Whereas yeah. I don't think that's it's not what we're doing here. No, there are a lot of relationships going on. And I mean I think it's more about Buffy and like her friends and like her grappling with fate and that and uh. <laughs> Okay, you just blot a blot a blot this show. Should we quit? Are we done? Are you out of energy for this? Yeah, no, fate no, no, and whatever. No, no. Chosen family. Um. Oh, also, in that moment where, mm-hmm. like, Buffy's mom's like, oh, look at her. Yeah. Whatever. Xander kind of disses Buffy when he's like, oh, what are you, white trash? But that's just, like, her clothes. Because he's like, oh, what? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's dissing her. I think he's just making a joke. It's still a diss. I think it's a diss. I would have been like, this is my outfit. Here's the thing. Buffy's been wearing overalls for two weeks. And this is the first (laughs) time anyone's talked shade on her. And I'm like, it's fair. (laughs) She's been wearing a lot of overalls. She hasn't really into overalls. They're coming back, though. They are. I like a, a slim leg overall. 
I do too. If you cuff the bottom, it can be yep. cute too. It can be really cute. I was anti overall. Then I saw some like that. And I'm like, ah. I mean, I don't think I need them. Yeah, I don't. I we'll I see. I think they add also like to your midsection. Yeah, they do. They do. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what the <laughs> she future says. Holds. We'll see. But I'm pretty sure between this and the romper story, I feel like you're gonna get kicked out of somewhere. I for think I'm gonna overalls. get kicked out of the Magic Castle for trying to walk in there with overalls on. <laughs> overalls and a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I love that when Oz is, and I know I'm going back to Oz because I can't stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, what seduces him is, a, involves a feather boa and the theme from a summer place. When was that? When did he? Oh, when he's talking to Devin and Devin's like, you can get so many oh, girls. Oh, right, 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 right. And he's like, I yeah. don't think these are the kind of girls that I want. And he's like, what's your kind of girl? Oh, like, yeah. Involves yeah. a feather boa and, and the theme, theme from, from a summer, summer place. place. Oz is the best. He's pretty great. Though he and Devin have a conversation on st- like a full conversation yep. on stage while they're playing is that i was never in a band is that a thing that you i do in a i've band? never been in a band but if i were to be in one i don't think i would do that wait even if you could have a conversation you wouldn't be like oh my god did you <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> did I'd you watch be- scandal last night shit was crazy <laughs> <laughs> i just don't think i'm a skilled enough musician to do that also if you're a singer it well, would have he to be during. Over to so like he's lead singer. Yeah, I know. And then he stepped over to Oz. Oz is just so this is just during instrumental break. Yeah, they were just chatting. <laughs> if I could, I would. If I could do it during an improv show, I would. If you could get away with just like side combos. <laughs> no, I don't think I would do it. No, even if you had something to say, like there was like, oh, look at that hot chick. Like who is that girl? That's what they were talking about, right? Yeah, and then. I was like, who's that girl? He's like, oh, it's oh, it's that foreign exchange student. And he's like, so, not her. Not her. The Eskimo. Eskimo. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I would do it. Only because I would be afraid that people could hear me. I don't want strangers listening to my conversations, I say on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell halfway through that sentence you were like, I got to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I guess. And I really wouldn't have side conversations during an improv set. But I do feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you want to say something to someone. And if you can. Why not? Why not? Um, though I don't know if you really can. I guess we need to get a musician on here to tell us Just if you can this. have, like, real conversations. Yeah. So I feel like, in my mind, when they when a, when a the lead singer steps over to a guitarist, they're usually saying, like, hit up the tempo or yeah. let's roll into this song. Like, I never yeah. thought they would be like, who's that girl? Oh, the Eskimo one? No, the one in the yeah. bikini. Like, I didn't know that. So yeah. I kind of – now I'm just I'm just very curious. Yeah, usually when you see that happen, I usually think they're like, hey, I want to do, like, this next song next. Yeah. I think there's a reason why I'm not in a band. (laughs) I want to do this next song song next. next. (laughs) (laughs) Or or they're like, follow my lead, boys. Which is something I I say a lot of. If a singer says follow my lead, like, I don't know... (laughs) What? Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, ooh. <laughs> like, oh, I know what key that's in. So, yeah. So, this one ends fairly predictably. The mummy girl tries to suck Xander's life force, realizes she likes it too much. She gets his first on-screen kiss. Yeah. There was a lot of extreme close-up of their lips. And their lips not really kissing yet. It was like, touch yeah. touch one lip to one lip. No, touch another lip to Wait, another hold lip. hold on. What do you think kissing is? <laughs> No, it was like like missing a little bit, and it wasn't like full touch. It was like <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's, I'm, she's miming it, and one mouth went 
100% into the other mouth. I'm starting to see why. I'm starting to understand a little bit. Okay. No. It was like... No, it was an extreme close-up in silhouette of them kissing. And it was like kind of... They did like little kisses. Yeah. Before like yeah. full on. It wasn't like music swelling. Like yeah. pull you in your arms. That Dip kind of you, kiss. No. Yeah. I mean, it it is it was tender and... Um, but yeah, but she... Ultimately, he offers himself to her to protect Willow. Yeah, and I think that spoke to the fact that, I mean, obviously, he's going to choose Willow over the mummy. I guess I, I, for a second, I, like, read it as more of a sacrifice on his part. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he knows she's a mummy. And she's well, killed people. Yeah. But it also is him choosing his best friend over the girl. Yeah. That he's making out with. Um, we also have the scene, and it was funny because we really did talk about this last week, where that Willow needs to, like, move on. Mm-hmm. And so she says that to Buffy, essentially, like, he doesn't feel the way I feel. I've got to live my life. I have to move on. And Buffy's like, Congr- good up for you. Yeah. That's so great. And she's like, I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, really and then, like, the end of it is so sweet, too, because it's like, um, when... I think Buffy and Xander have a nice moment yeah. at the end of that episode uh, where he says, you gave up your life. And she says, yeah, but I had you to give me back – to bring me back? Yeah. I had you to bring me back. You didn't think it was almost a little shippery? Oh, was it? Oh. I looked at it with like a purely platonic okay. thing. They were, now that I think about it, speaking very closely to each other's faces. But I like attributed that to like – They both had really good breath and they want to smell it. Yep. <laughs> no. Like, you know, that weird thing in TV where they're like, you have to be really close to get you both in the frame. <sighs> oh, I wrote something down that I can't believe I forgot to mention because it was my favorite thing. What? Willow's cheese castle. Did you see this? No. So, like, she's sitting alone at the dance, which was kind of mm-hmm. was rough. So she's sitting alone at the dance. Oz is coming over to sit, talk to her, but she doesn't know that. Mm. And she is building out of cubes of cheese an entire castle with little flags. Oh, that's like, really cute. Turrets. It's so cute. And they don't say anything about it. She just builds this little castle. And then Buffy's like, Mommy, we gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cheese plays a pretty big role in bu- in the Buffyverse. Okay. Do you I, not know what episode I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. But I bl- you wear the cheese. The cheese does not wear you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a new po- podcast that I co-host with Dustin. <laughs> That's fine. Can I be a guest? You can be our weekly guest. Okay, I'll come in every week. I'm going to write all my notes. Um, You'll know it when you see it, and your face will be bright red. I'll be so embarrassed. I'll probably, in my drive home today, I'm going to be like, no! Yeah, it's going to hit you, and you'll be like, stupid, stupid Ryan. Wait, have you been in my car? <laughs> um. So... Willow has the cheese castle mm. in this episode. She doesn't have a ton to do, but she gets the cheese castle. She gets the Inuit outfit. Mm. And she also, for some reason, has a stuffed frog in the library. Oh, she does? Like, she's sitting in the library playing with a, like, it's a beanie baby yeah. of a frog. Apropos of nothing. Like, yeah. It's not Great like touch. In... <laughs> what? How did the frog get there? Is it Giles's frog? Does Willow carry a beanie baby in her backpack? <laughs> like, if How they, big was it? It was like it was a beanie baby size, so I don't oh, know, interesting. like six inches long. But it was I mean, a, maybe she just has it. Let Willow have her. Frog. Willow is a grown. Well, she's not quite. She's not grown. She's not a middle. She's not a child. 
it's weird to have a stuffed animal that you bring to hang out in the library with your friend to talk about mummies. No. No? You disagree? That's fine. I, okay. Did you carry around I really liked frogs. Okay. I, you know what? I still like frogs. I really like frogs. Open your purse. (laughs) Is there there a stuffed animal in your purse right now? If they had been at Willow or Buffy's bedroom, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, fine. It's just, it's a weird think like the cheese castle makes total sense because she's there's bored at a party. At party yeah but fine i mean maybe it's cool maybe should i start carrying around a stuffed animal i just think we should let willow have the frog i'm not taking it away from her <laughs> i'm just going to note it just like if we were friends and you if we were friends whoa if- whoa <laughs> If we were friends in high school, which is totally what I was saying, mm-hmm. and you brought a frog, I wouldn't take it away from you, but you wouldn't, like, get out of that conversation without no, that's true, me that's mentioning true, that's true. That's true. you're that's playing true. with a frog. You're right. You're right. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now I'm it should. Like she should. Well. No, no, no. She should, she should at least have someone question her. And maybe that just got cut for time. Or maybe we're supposed to think that Buffy is a better friend than I am, which is true. Buffy is a great friend. She's a great friend. And she may just, like, let – if she if you're talking about vulnerable things – I had this friend in college who we – she, like, was kind of reserved. Mm-hmm. And one night we were all just, like, talking about things and we got to, like, deep shit. Mm-hmm. And she, like, started, like, we were all sitting together and then she, by the end of the conversation, had, like, two pillows gripped to her stomach and was like cowering in the corner but like still talking like a normal person yeah. but like at one point we looked at her like are you okay and she's like yeah this just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with this conversation oh my god but really? we didn't yeah so maybe the frog is like is that helping like her. helping her feel like she can be vulnerable that's true but yeah hmm i mean we all need things to help us actually i think i do that too mm-hmm. when i um talk to people about yeah. that kind of stuff i had a conversation recently where I was talking about like deep stuff, yeah. I guess, or whatever. And I like had a pillow yeah. on my lap. I also just like hugging a pillow. Cause I sleep with a pillow in between my knees. It helps no, your back. I, no, it helps your back. It does. Are you a side sleeper? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't do the same. <laughs> I don't know. Sleep with a pillow between my knees on my back. <laughs> or your stomach, <laughs> which would be even worse. No, I, I'm a side sleeper. I do the same, but I do. I'm like a. I, I do like a flamingo sleep. Mm. So it's not really between my knees. It's like underneath one knee. One knee. Okay. Yeah. Like I one always, knee up. One. Like, yeah. yeah. I always need. I always need a pillow underneath my top knee. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Great. Pillow between your knees. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean. I guess I. Yeah. I also let. I don't mind a body pillow. Oh yeah. I mean, if you can get one, great. When you're scavenging, if you can drum up a body pillow. Mm. Have you seen those ones that are like use? Well, I thought I thought you were gonna say used. And I was like, yeah, those ones that have like little stains on them, and you're not quite sure. Could be ketchup. No, they're like you pillows. Like so, it goes I've around seen them for babies, but there's ones for grownups. Mm-hmm. That you, like, sleep <laughs> in it. Wait, so it goes, like, under your head, behind you. Yeah, it's like a snake. Oh. And it, like, supports you back and yeah. if you're, like, a side person. Those I mean, are for- you're not really – side sleeping is not really good for you. Oh, really? You're just supposed to sleep on your back. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? What happens to you if you're on your side? <laughs> Nothing happens. It's just – it's not as good on your, like, 
body part. That's true. Although if you have really bad heartburn, you should sleep on your left um, because your stomach goes down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Goes down. I didn't laugh at you. (laughs) On the left. Uh And then like the acid can pool in that space and then not come. That's interesting. Because I have like – I have reflux. Me too. But I I alternate sides because if I stay too long on one side – it, like, builds up too much. It's like, blah. <laughs> I'm a delight. <laughs> you're in your used pillow. My used pillow. Burping up acid and you flux all night. <laughs> and I'm usually playing a podcast as I fall asleep. It's a delight. Behind the peak behind the scenes at hell mouthy. <laughs> There's sleeping patterns. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. We're supposed to talk about Buffy. How yeah. does Buffy sleep? With a steak in her hand. She's a, yeah, she's and a tossing and turning and oh. muttering in her sleep with her nightmares. Um, uh, oh, this was something interesting that I noticed from school hard. Yeah. When um, – so when – what's his name? Uh, Spike. Spike. When Spike's like, oh, you were my sire. Um, sire, Joss Whedon has been quoted as saying, mm-hmm. can also mean just any – vampire ancestor that you have right it doesn't mean the person who actually turned you like you can you can be sired by a specific person but sire can also include i guess anyone right interesting well i think that's do you think that's backpedaling or do you think that's intentional misdirection i don't know according to buffypedia it's intentional misdirection. that's what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from, from I, I mean who am i to question what Joss Whedon says is true. It does feel like if you're just watching this show, it feels like the show is trying to tell you that Angel is his dad. Yeah. Made him. Is his vampire. Is his vampire daddy. Daddy. Vampire daddy. And is not a very good dad. No. There aren't a lot of good dads in Buffy, like bloodline dads. Um, So far, we've seen zero. <laughs> I guess Buffy's dad is not that bad. No. Right? I keep conflating him with Spectre dad. Yeah. Spectre dad was... A jerk. Yeah. But actual dad is kind of – he's concerned about her. He cares about her. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my parents are divorced, but they lived in the same town. Mm-hmm. So, like, my dad was always around. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it's like to have your dad live in another town. Like, I don't know. Is he a checked out dad or is that just what life is like when your dad lives in another town? There's no way to find out. Um, <laughs> so school <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess you just see them when you can, right? And if he lives, yeah. like, what we're saying, like, an hour and a half away by driving, I guess she just sees him in the summers. That seems actually, like, a pretty normal – okay, actually, I, I don't know why I'm, like, feigning so much ignorance. I used to be a family lawyer for, like, two months. But too bad. We'll never be able but to But we'll never be able to find this out. Okay. Um, that's actually pretty normal, especially okay. for, like, an older child. Right. And especially if, like, they seem relatively – like, the parents mm-hmm. seem relatively um, amicable towards each other. So, like, if they – you usually only see, like, when the parents are really fighting to mm-hmm. to um, be pr- more present in the kid's life and are competing and using yeah. the kid as, like, leverage, it's usually because they hate each other. Right. Whereas when it's, like, I'll see you a couple weekends a month and then – And then you can have her all summer. Like, and that's, like, more trust. So yeah. I don't know why I buried the lead on that one. I'm sorry. That's, I, that's just okay. a, that's a part of my life that was very dark, and I don't. No, we don't. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I, I mean, um, I brought up my parents' divorce, so like I was willing to go there with you. Yeah, I don't even have a pillow. I, that's what I, was, I was just gonna say I wish I could hug a pillow right now. <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, I now have the parents live in different 
place's experience when I go home because they've moved. Oh, they have moved? Mm-hmm. And so it's a pain in the ass. Are they it's, really far apart? It's two hours. So it's close oh. enough that I can do both in a day. And it's close so enough that, that you're expected to do both. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're everyone's understanding about the situation, but it is like – I'll be there for a week at Christmas, and it's rare that I wake up and go to sleep in the same place. Oh. Because it's just like, oh, this thing's happening, and it's yeah. close. It's, if they were six hours apart, I could say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it's two hours, yeah, yeah, I could, I could be there you for dinner. You already flew all that way. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we can cut all of this, by the way. None of this needs to be. <laughs> no, there's going to be some all... heavy cutting. Um, <laughs> School Hard was written yeah. by um, – well, story by Joss Whedon mm-hmm. and written by David Greenwald. Yes. Who uh, would later go on to co-create Angel mm-hmm. and also co-create Grimm. Yes. Um, and he actually is uh, – yeah, he's like a fairly prolific presence in the Buffy and Angel verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and directed by John T. Kretschmer. Kretschmer? Is it? It's Kretschmer, okay. I think. Um, but he directed The Harvest. Mm. Um, and then also was a director on Veronica Mars, Charmed, Dark Angel, and Xena. Oh, Which wow. all have female leads. Yeah. So that's, it's an interesting bit of that trivia for School Hard. interesting. I think School Hard really nailed like that balance between humor and dark and creepy because like yeah. some of the drew stuff is authentically unsettling she's super creepy even her like little dress that she's wearing it's like a little nightgown thing yeah she's like, very ethereal and weird yes though so she does have a really cute canopy in her bedroom she Which, does they set that bedroom up really quick or is it the anointed one just had a canopy in his house oh god that creepy little kid. Because, like, she must have brought all the dolls. <laughs> she did. She brought she all the dolls. With- she had a bunch of shit with her. I bet she had that canopy with but her. But how did it all fit in that little car? Did they drive separate? She can't drive. She wasn't in the car when he crashed, remember? Okay, but then where was she? She's in the U-Haul? <laughs> <laughs> She's, like- She's driving the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Now I'm just picturing her, like, in the middle of Kansas, in the middle of the night, like, getting gas. Oh, God. I mean, he really wears one outfit. He has one outfit. It's that duster. Mm-hmm. And then various black pants and shirts. Do you think they're, they're varied? Maybe he has two. Also, do, is it, do we learn that he's smelly? He gets smelly sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't remember. I believe you. I also, because I was thinking about his hair and his style and not evolving. Mm-hmm. But, like, is it that once you bleach your hair, because your hair doesn't grow anymore. When you're a vampire. Right. Right. So, like, once you bleach your hair, that's the rest of your life. I guess. Because it has no... So he doesn't have to touch that up. Right. And bleach will, like, permeate the hair follicle. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's dying at, like, a bright color. Because that would fade over time if he washes his hair. So I guess in my mind I always thought he was kind of prima donna. Because he's always touching up his hair. But no, he's not. He's touching up his nails a lot, though. Well, his nails were to... Not in a judgy way, but, like, he definitely had some, like, tip wear. Like what is tip wear? It's when the tips my nails have it right now. Oh, when the oh, tips oh. Of your nails like yeah, get chipped. That was not a fresh manny. No, but he's a busy man. Mm-hmm. And he and Oz and Drusilla wear the same color nail polish. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think have we covered? <laughs> We've covered that <laughs> and more. Um, yeah, I think that it's interesting that we get our first in terms of like the series as a whole and where things are going. It's interesting that we get to see our first version of an evil angel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Even if it's for a second and super fake. And it's fake. But it's still, like, we get to see what it might sound like to have that, Angel like, be evil. His, like, cocky voice. Right. He's like, ah, yeah, I got this fucking turd right here that I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's my character, um, Angel. <laughs> Evil Angel. Turd eater? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was calling... <laughs> he was oh, you're an actual turd. <laughs> he was calling Xander <laughs> a turd. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> we also, in this episode, or in these episodes, really, like... I think we're really starting the arcs that are going to continue throughout the season. Yes. Most of everybody is on the on the board. The big players are, I would yeah. say, yeah. Um, and I think we're getting a taste of kind of the big bad of this season. Mm-hmm. Inca Mummy Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Back. We thought she was destroyed. But then she shows up. And that girl is really pretty. She is so beautiful. <laughs> was like, so, I, was just like, I couldn't stop looking at her. I know. I wish it had just been an episode about how pretty she was. Like, she was so mm-hmm. pretty that people, I don't know, were willing to die for her or something. Oh, that would be interesting. And she, like, did the androgynous clothes thing really cute. Yeah. She was wearing that, like, Levi's t-shirt. Yeah. And she had those, like, high, wa- those, like, boyfriend jeans. Yeah, boyfriend jeans. That fit her she- too well. But yeah. But she looked great. Good she for did. her. Her name? Ara Selly. Oh, okay. She's a Mexican-American actress. I think it's weird they didn't just name check Mexico throughout the episode. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, yes, they didn't because they wanted to do Incans too, right? Yeah. So they wanted to do Incans, so that had to be Peruvian. I mean, I guess they could have done say Peru. I mean, unless they didn't want to name check a specific culture that would sacrifice a teenage girl. Did they say Incan about her though? The title of the episode is yeah, but like yeah. So I mean, I guess they kind of do though, don't they? No. Right, but there's no Incans to get mad. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. Okay. Whereas if they named an actual culture that, country that exists now. Oh, I see what you're it saying. It could be. I think they'd be like, why are you representing us? It could be, backwards. It could be almost this. as if they had like a big party where they had a bunch of the mm. white uh, teenagers of Sunnydale dress up like characters of other cultures. Like mm-hmm. it would be really weird mm-hmm. and like wouldn't age well. Yeah, yeah. And was Cordelia dressed as a Hawaiian? I was going Polynesian, but maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she. I think she just pulled a bikini out of her yeah. closet. She's lazy. She's lazy, and I liked that she thought her foreign exchange. We didn't even talk about oh, her foreign yeah. exchange. Sven, student, Sven, who punchy. Well, how Nita. about that? Okay, how about that? As a, and I know that we what we were talking about before with your uh, feelings about Xander's treatment of mm-hmm. our mommy girl. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of that is gendered, and so you can't really divorce gender from these things. Mm-hmm. But. We do – Cordelia is absolutely the butt of the joke for treating Sven that way. Yes. She's condescending and she is, like, trying to teach him English but in, like, a very shitty way. Mm-hmm. And But the show absolutely condemns her for it yeah. and mocks her openly, mm-hmm. both in, like, the way her lines are delivered and also the fact that Sven speaks decent English and just finds her disgusting. Yeah. And I think that that comes from – a, Cordelia pretty much always is the butt of the joke for being a bitch. Like, she, mm-hmm. she'll be mean and then it's like, like, look at how, what an idiot she's being. Cause she also is like kind of dumb and airheaded too, even mm-hmm. though she's actually pretty smart and, um, I think pretty perceptive. And then, I mean, maybe part of it is that she's like a woman and 
we romanticize things that men do mm-hmm. and condemn women for doing the same things. But I mean, also she's being mean about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's being mean and like Xander is like being quote unquote nice. Mm-hmm. And so it's like looked at differently because yeah. she's just kind of, she's doing it in a really like dismissive and mean way. Um, I don't know. could be that. Did you ever have a foreign exchange student? Um, no. Well, we had like um, the Nada group, which was like um, our sister city. Mm-hmm. And it was these Japanese students that came to Torrance and – I think they were there for like a week. None of them stayed with me though. Okay. Um, because my mom was very like my mom is very suspicious and does not trust anyone. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, this is kind of unrelated, but I remember one time. Well, so there were two sides to this. So one time, um, when I was a kid, my when my mom was like, "You're gonna go to youth group all the time." Yeah. So I went to youth group and we went on this trip to like just a road trip across the country, and we met this girl at like a sister church mm-hmm. in Louisiana. And she wanted to come visit California. And sure. her dad was like, you can only stay with a girl. Like, I don't want you staying with any of the boys you met. Mm-hmm. So she was going to come and stay. And my mom was like, I do not trust who this girl is. And, like, put up such a, like, fuss about it. And, like, my mom is kind of entitled. and yeah. it, So she, like, really didn't want it to happen. And then – kind of compounding the situation like my mom was super strict with Mm -hmm. me and like didn't let me do anything and so i was kind of embarrassed by that and i didn't want someone else to see what kind of what it was actually like in your house yeah and so we just like so this girl had like made all these plans to come and stay with us and then like three weeks before it was supposed to happen i was just like um i just i just lied and said i didn't feel comfortable having her at my house so she never came out um, not that I was really friends with her because actually this guy I had a crush on had a crush on her. So I was okay with her not coming. Mm-hmm. But also yeah, like – that was the third part that, that you was didn't share. That, that, that you were I, trying to cat block <laughs> a little bit. Um, maybe. But also like I just – yeah, I didn't want her to see what my life was like at yeah. home. Um, no, it seems like you would need – it is very like open and different. Like we never had – my family never took in people. Mm-mm. Like it was the four of us, and then yeah, we were we were not of the type. Like our my parents are not of the type to take in strangers, because there's a lot of like not trusting people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a refugee, so okay. I think that ha- has a lot to do with it. Because yeah. like she always thinks people are scamming her somehow. Like if yeah. there there could be just like the smallest thing. Like a cashier will misquote a price, and she's uh-huh. like, "They're trying to scam me," and I'm like, "No, they're not." <laughs> but it's yeah. Uh, Wow, lots of tangents today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like, like I said, that is so symptomatic of the episode that we – I mean, Inca Mummy Girl has interesting things. Like I said, we get to meet Oz. We get to see Xander, you know, have a decent little relationship. I mean, because she's a good – she's nice to him. She is, And she's nice to Buffy. She's like – she's Except for the murdering people. Yeah, like, she murdering is, aside. She's – really, though, murdering aside, she is a nice girl. Mm-hmm. She's pretty down to earth for a princess, sure. But I think it's because she's been in a tomb. Yeah, for I think she's of years. similar to like Angel in that, like all of her typical teenage things have just been worn down by time. Because mm-hmm. she's kind of just like past being an old person. She's like, I wonder if anyone ever shipped her an angel. That's weird. They, do they even? No, they don't even meet because he's not in that. They episode. don't meet. He's not in the episode. <laughs> I feel like now that we're talking about it. Okay, new spinoff idea. <laughs> Alternate universe. Because I think 
because he's a reformed murderer. Mm-hmm. If they could have figured out, a, they would have to figure out a spell really fast so that she so could she not could murder. N- yeah. Because he can, he can live off hospital blood. Yeah. And sometimes even pig's blood. Have we seen that? Unknown. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's. This is decent stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, listen, I'm in a wacky mood right now. We're having troubles today. I we don't are. Know what's up. I think I'm not caffeinated enough, and I apologize. It's okay. It happens. Ugh. I feel like, uh, what can we do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> These are two great episodes. Maybe we just make a really short episode. Maybe we just cut out all of our filler, and it's just 15 like 15 minutes long. 15 minutes long. We get in and out. We the sound mini-up. so jazzed the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No weird tangents. We can do some like. What a great episode. Ah. Uh, oh my god, guys. Ah. Uh, uh, wow. We can talk about this for hours. Hours and hours and hours. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Um Overall, I did enjoy I I, I always enjoy any episode of Buffy, even if mm-hmm. it is really bad and Ink Mommy Girl is not my favorite, but I enjoyed watching it and had fun. And mm-hmm. I loved School Hard and I loved seeing Spike back. So um yeah. Two thumbs up from me, I guess. Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will talk with you next week. Bye. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. Check out our website at www.hellmouthy.com. Next week's episodes are Reptile Boy and Halloween. Special thanks to Denise Nugent for her awesome work on our album art, and our theme song is Medusa's on the Loose by the Crips. Talk to you next week. <laughs>